I'm Mallory King, certified trainer and sports nutritionist and creator of the Fit Life Academy brand. After losing 100 pounds, I became obsessed with helping women finally reach their goals through evidence-backed nutrition and brain-based tools. My life's mission is helping you discover that creating food freedom and falling in love with fitness are the greatest acts of self-care. I'm so glad you're tuning in today, and I know you're ready to say yes to your new life of joy, pleasure, and peace. So let's begin. Hello, beautiful fit friends. Welcome to today's podcast. This episode is a good one. It's going to be a friggin' good one. This is one that is so perfectly aligned with the fact that we are about to be in the new year. There are currently two weeks left of 2022. So weird. How does the time, it just, how are we already here? I truly feel like it was just January and this year has flown by. I feel like that starts to happen, especially when you have kids. Like once my oldest son, um, Marshall, who is seven, once he started school, the years just really started to go by so fast. I'm like, how are you already halfway done with your school year? It's already halfway done with second grade. It's such a strange feeling. They grow up so fast and I'm just clinging to these wonderful moments where I get with my family and my kids still want to snuggle me and kiss me and love me. They, My seven-year-old still thinks I'm the coolest. I am savoring this because I know it doesn't last forever. But today's topic is a really great one for the New Year's because it's going to help you rethink how you set intentions or goals. And this is something that was so influential in my journey of losing 100 pounds that I've been able to apply it to so many different areas of my life. I've been able to apply it to my business success. I've been able to apply it to any goal that I have and it freaking works. <laughs> so what we're gonna be talking about today is identity goals or identity work. And I will tell you that I've seen this issue come up with every single one of my clients. Like I've been coaching since 2014. I've worked with so many people over the years and every single person I've worked with that is struggling to reach a goal, it's because that they have an identity that is not aligned with the goal that they wanna reach. So I wanna use an example here. There was a client that I had a few years ago, let's call her Mary. And she was a one-on-one -on -one client. She wanted to lose weight and she had a dream that did not come up until a few months into our coaching together, but she always had a dream to be a baker and to run her own cake decorating business. But when she came to me, she struggled with binge eating and through that, we were able to see that her identity was linked to being a binge eater, right? She And when I say identity, anything that comes after I am is part of your identity. So if you say, I am a runner, right? That's part of your identity. If you say, I am a binge eater, that's part of your identity. 
And so she believed that she was a binge eater. I am a binge eater, right? Obviously, this is something that she identified with because she had struggled with it for years. So it created this belief in her head because I overeat on hyper palatable foods because I tell myself over and over again, I don't have self-control of food because I feel like I'm stuck in this cycle of trying to restrict or trying to moderate the amount of food I eat or trying to keep it out of my house. And then I end up binging on it. After a week, I order the DoorDash or I order the Oreos and I feel like I don't have self-control with it, right? This is how beliefs are developed. There has to be evidence behind a belief. This is actually a tool that we use in Fit Life Academy and it's called the tabletop method with limiting beliefs. And when you create a limiting belief about yourself, I am a binge eater, right? That is a limiting belief. When you have that belief about yourself, it's created because of evidence in your life. So it's understandable that it's there, right? Like I'm struggling with the self-control. I'm struggling with not being able to moderate my consumption. These are the table legs that hold up the tabletop. The tabletop is your belief and the table legs are the evidence that holds that belief up. So how do we create a new belief? How do we create an empowering belief and how do we create a new identity? Well, over working with Mary for about six months, recognizing that she had this identity of being a binge eater, you know, we had the discussion of, well, if you're telling yourself that you're a binge eater, it's a self-fulfilling, excuse me, (laughs) try that again. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're telling yourself that you're a binge eater, so you're following through with what a binge eater would do, right? You are creating this narrative. And so if you want to identify as someone who has a healthy relationship with food, who is able to practice moderation, who practices balance in their life, if you want to identify as that person, Two things need to happen. One, you need to be aware of this new identity. To be able to embody this new identity, you first must decide, I am a mindful eater, right? You have to shift that identity. But to be able to shift that identity, you have to believe it right? Like you have, you can't just say, I'm a mindful eater. (laughs) It doesn't unfortunately work that way. And then you magically become a mindful eater. No, it takes practice to build that belief. So like I said, with the tabletop method, you have your tabletop, which is the belief. So if you decide, I am a mindful eater. I practice moderation. I practice balance. That's your new belief. And now you must create evidence that supports that belief. You must create the table legs that hold the table top. So this um, example or this work comes from something called The Hierarchy of Change. And it's from a book by the author Robert Diltz. The book is called Level of Change. And in the book, he shares a pyramid. So I want you to envision a pyramid and at the top of the pyramid is your identity. Under your identity are your beliefs. 
So when we talk about where Mary was at when she first started with me, her identity was, in this particular scenario, I am a binge eater. And her beliefs were as followed. I struggle with self-control. I'm obsessed with food. I can't say no when junk food's in the house. I can't stop eating when I start eating my favorite foods. I try to restrict my favorite foods, but I lack self-control, right? Those are her beliefs about herself. So going through this hierarchy of change, we have the identity at the top of the pyramid, and then we have beliefs. Under that are your behaviors, and under that is your environment. So your behaviors are going to the fridge, grabbing something, going and sitting down in front of the TV and mindlessly eating that snack that you grabbed until it's gone. Like how many of us have been there where you grab something to snack on, you go sit down to do something else. Usually it's in front of electronics, in front of your favorite Netflix show. You're sitting down, you're snacking. And before you know it, you're at the bottom of the bag and you're like, where did this go? Which I guess the best example wouldn't be going to your fridge. Usually it's snacks like chips or popcorn or cookies. So we're going to the pantry, we're grabbing this item and yeah, so many times I have been in that scenario. I'm sure you can relate to it too, where you sit down to have a little snack, but before you know it, the entire bag is gone. So that's the behaviors that are aligning with that belief of I am a binge eater, or that I, excuse me, that identity that I am a binge eater, because you're reinforcing that identity with the belief of see, see, look at that behavior that I just followed through with, that action that I just followed through with. The behaviors are your action. And then the environment at the bottom there, an example of the environment would be that you have these items in the pantry, right? So your environment has the hyper palatable foods, what some people refer to as junk food. I don't like the term junk food. All food is neutral. It is not good or bad. Energy or calories is also neutral because in some instances it can be good for us, obviously to fuel our body. We need that energy. And in some instances, we can interpret it. It's all the meaning that we give it, right? So in some instances, we can interpret the food as bad because maybe we overconsume to the point of discomfort. We're feeling very full. We're feeling bloated. We're feeling gassy. So we interpret that as a bad thing. Or because a hyperpalatable food is calorie dense, it has a high calorie content, we interpret that as a bad thing. But it's all relative. It's all the meaning we give it. Because what about somebody that's trying to gain weight, right? That high calorie item, they may interpret as good for them. It's helping them put on mass, which is something that they have a goal for. So it's all in how we interpret food. But that is a, a podcast for a different day. So again, thinking about the hierarchy of change, thinking about that pyramid, at the top you have your identity, then you have your beliefs, then you have your behaviors, and then you have your environment. Now, when most people set out to reach a goal, using Mary as the example, say she signed up and she said, okay, my goal is to no longer binge eat and to lose 20 pounds. That was her goal. So she started at the bottom of the pyramid, which is what most people do. She started with focusing on her environment and her behaviors. So she said in terms of her environment, 
I'm going to keep the junk food out of the house. I'm not going to keep the cookies in the house. I'm not going to keep the chips in the house. Um, I, I remember particularly cereal was one that she would commonly binge on. She's like, I'm not going to keep the cereal in the house. I'm going to create my environment to be free of these foods that I tend to binge on, right? And then her behavior, she said, I'm not going to binge eat. I'm not going to eat these foods that I tend to binge on. Keeping them out of the house will allow me to not eat them. That's the behavior that I'm following through with. Of course, there were other behaviors that she committed to as well. Um, the exercise routine, you know, we had her working out three days a week. Those are the behaviors, right, that she wanted to follow to be able to get over binge eating. If you just have a goal, if you say, I wanna lose 20 pounds, usually that's what you're doing too, right? You're saying, okay, I'm gonna create my environment for success. I'm gonna make sure that I have my workout clothes. I'm gonna make sure I have good workout shoes and a water bottle. I'm gonna make sure that I'm keeping the junk food out of the house and only having healthy food in the house. I'm gonna meal prep once a week. That's your, um, that's your behaviors, right? I'm gonna go to the gym four days a week. That's your behaviors. Um, so that's typically what people focus on when they're pursuing a goal, as they focus on the bottom of that pyramid, their environment and their behaviors. The problem with this is they still have that identity of, in Mary's situation, I'm a binge eater. In your situation, maybe it's, I'm overweight, I'm fat, I'm lazy. I'm not capable of following through with my goals, right? You're likely somebody that has tried to pursue weight loss in the past and feel like you failed at it. So you have that belief that I'm not capable of reaching my goals. And that's what you identify with. I'm somebody that can't lose weight, right? Remember, I am XYZ is your identity. So if you're saying I'm somebody that isn't driven, I'm somebody that isn't disciplined. I'm somebody that doesn't follow through. If you're telling yourself those things, then yes, you're going to continue to, to fulfill what you believe to be true about yourself. And this is all very subconscious. You don't recognize that you're doing it, but because you identify with that particular type of person, you're going to continue to behave in that way. So this is essentially a trickle down theory. Focus on your identity and beliefs. Focus on the top of that pyramid and it trickles down into the bottom portions. It trickles down into your behaviors and it trickles down into your environment. When you focus the, on the identity, when you focus on I am somebody who's healthy, I am somebody who can lose weight, I am somebody that is a mindful eater that has... Um, self-control with food, which this is another topic for another podcast, but it's not that you lack self-control. It really is the identity work um, and a lot of like subconscious work in terms of healing trauma, in terms of being able to regulate your emotions, regulate your nervous system. So again, this is a podcast episode for a different day, but when people say that they lack self-control with food, the problem is, is that not that they lack self-control. The problem is two things. One, they're identifying as somebody that lacks self-control. So it's going to, that belief is going to come out through their behaviors and their environment, right? It's the identity work. But the second portion is, is that essentially they are not identifying as a person who takes care of themselves. So when they feel like they lack self-control, what it truly tends to be is it tends to be a lot of subconscious or internal healing that needs to be done, balance that needs to be restored internally, 
when you feel that balance, it's easier to go into those modes of being motivated, feeling like you're ready to hustle, right? When you say like, I don't, I don't have self-control, it's usually just a matter of, I don't feel like I have my purpose or alignment in my identity. So this is actually something that we are going to be working on in FitLife Academy's New Year's Challenge. Our New Year's Challenge is called New Year, New Mindset. We have just recently redone the way that we do our challenges in FitLife Academy. So the fall challenge that we just did was the first of our new framework for our 12-week challenges. The fall challenge that we are just now wrapping up in FitLife Academy was all about food freedom and mindful eating. So we really digged into emotional eating um, techniques and tools to help, like stress eating techniques. That's usually the most common reason why people tend to overeat is due to stress. So we had a lot of techniques that we worked through on that. And um, we also did work on the limiting beliefs because like I've, I'm saying in this podcast, when you identify as somebody that tends to overeat or binge eats, it's going to reflect in your actions, right? So we did identity work in the fall, um, fall in love with food freedom challenge. Um, but our focus was on intuitive eating and mindful eating principles, as well as just healing your relationship with food and feeling that freedom that comes with having a balanced and positive outlook in terms of food. So as we go into the New Year's challenge, each challenge is a different focus. And what better time to focus on your mindset than with the new year? because the new year is the time that everybody's setting goals, right? They're setting like their intentions for 2023. This is what I want to accomplish in 2023. This is what I want to change in 2023. And to be able to reach any goal, whether it's fitness, health, weight loss, business, financial, whatever it is, any goal that you are striving for, this identity work is key. And I told you that when I went through my journey of losing 100 pounds, this was so influential for me. I think I discussed this in the first podcast I did for the How I Lost 100 Pounds, um, where I where I talked about the five things that the unconventional wisdom that I got from that journey. And part one, I shared what I did to lose the 100 pounds. And I believe that I talked about this in that podcast episode, but when I was early in my journey, I hadn't lost any weight yet. I recognized that I was really struggling with following through with my intentions, right? With following through the behaviors that I wanted to, the action steps that I wanted to take to be able to lose the weight. And what I realized at the time was that, okay, I have this narrative in my head. Like I keep telling myself I'm lazy. I keep telling myself I don't have self-discipline. So if I keep telling myself those things, that's probably not helping me in this journey. So I realized very early on, I need to start telling myself that I am healthy, that I am fit, that I am a determined person, that I do follow through, that I do have self-discipline. And this was long before I had even heard of positive affirmations. I didn't know about identity work. I just had this intuitive understanding that, okay, I keep telling myself I'm a lazy, fat piece of shit. I don't think that's gonna be helpful for me. <laughs> so that awareness, and that's the first step that you need. Start being aware of what the narrative is in your head. 
anything that you, any thought that you have that starts with the I am, right? Write it down, put it in a note in your phone, put it on a piece of paper, but just take a moment to recognize, oh, that's an identity thought and start to understand who do you identify as? Who do you think you are? Because the thing is, is who you want to be versus who you are, two different things, right? So I recognized early in my journey that, yeah, I want to be a healthy, fit person who follows through, who has self-discipline, who's motivated, who's determined, who's passionate, who's successful. And although I didn't believe those things about myself at the very beginning of my journey, although I, I recognize this is the person that I want to be, this is not who I'm identifying as right now. I knew that I needed to start identifying as that person. So when we look at that pyramid, that hierarchy of change, I knew that this was the identi identity that I was now taking on. From that day forward, I decided this is the person that I'm going to be. I'm going to be a, I am, I am a healthy and fit person from this day forward. Now, right under identity on that pyramid is beliefs. So the next step was, well, how do I start believing that about myself today? That is what trickled down to my behaviors and my environment. That is what motivated me and kept me focused and on track. That entire journey of losing a hundred pounds is telling myself every fucking day, I am a healthy and fit person. And the, today is an opportunity for me to follow through with building beliefs that allow me to feel aligned with that identity. So it trickled down to my behaviors. It trickled down to my environment. I was so focused and aligned on creating behaviors in my life and creating an environment in my life that aligned with the identity of I am a healthy and fit person. And so if you go back to that podcast, I believe it's podcast number three, where I share how I lost hundred pounds. You listen to that podcast. I share with you everything I did, all the behaviors and all the action steps that I went through to lose hundred pounds. You'll see that my behaviors aligned with this identity that I created of I'm a healthy and fit person. Every goal that I have aimed to achieve, becoming a mindful eater, I would love to do a podcast on that because that was later on in my journey after losing 100 pounds where I went on this journey of really wanting to focus on my relationship with food and really wanting to feel that food freedom. And so that's what I had to start doing at the beginning of that journey is identify with somebody that was a mindful eater. What does that type of person do? So using the example again of Mary, we recognize that Mary was self-sabotaging her goal of becoming a mindful eater, having a healthy relationship with food and losing 20 pounds. How was she self-sabotaging? Well, she had the identity that she was a binge eater, right? How was she supposed to become a mindful eater and lose 20 pounds if she identified as somebody who was a binge eater that could never overcome this binge eating, that was always going to struggle with binge eating, that didn't have a healthy relationship with food, right? So we digged into this identity work. And what I shared with you was that months into the, the work with her, she told me that she always had a dream of wanting to own her own business and being a cake decorator. 
but she never felt like she could because she felt like she would just binge eat on the frosting and the cake. She was so afraid that if she started that business that she would just gain a lot of weight, right? So this was such a breakthrough for us, to, to for, for her to share that information with me. We were able to really find that purpose and that motivation behind, okay, you want to start a cake decorating business. This is something that you're so passionate and excited about. We need to tie this to your identity, right? We need to create an identity that you are a, you're a business owner. You own a cake decorating business and you enjoy it. You feel balanced. You feel fulfilled, right? We got crystal clear on what it looked like for her to own her own business as a cake decorator and enjoy it and thrive in it. And a big part of when she envisioned that future for her, a big part of it was I'm a mindful eater. I'm healthy. I'm balanced. I'm able to enjoy my foods in moderation right? So we got clear on what her identity was going to be. And we started doing this identity work. We started using that tabletop method to, to rewire or re, um, rewrite her beliefs, to banish those limiting beliefs and to create new beliefs about herself. She had to create that evidence, right? But as she did the identity work, she was better equipped to be able to create the behaviors, the actions, and the environment that aligned with this new identity she was taking on. So she built the evidence, she created the evidence, and she was able to create her table legs that held this new belief that I'm a mindful eater. I'm a business owner. I'm a cake decorator who is healthy, fit, fulfilled, and feels fucking fantastic. Six months into working with Mary, she started her cake decorating business. She started taking on friends and family that knew that she was great at it, that you know she offered her services to. So she started taking on these clients. She started building her business and she was able to do so. Lose, she lost 15 pounds. So she's five pounds shy of her goal. We always focus on the 15 we lost, not the five we didn't lose. We focus on the 15 we lost. She was able to lose 15 pounds but she was able to eat her favorite foods. She was able to have the cereal. That was her number one favorite food was the cereal. I remember that so clearly. That was the one thing that she felt like she could never moderate her consumption of. So she was able to have her cereal. She was able to have her fav favorite foods in moderation. And she did not binge. Six months into working together and she had not binged in three months. She stopped binging because she identified as a person who is a mindful eater, had a healthy relationship with food, and was able to practice balance and moderation. That was who she now was, who she decided to be. And that's what I want you to understand. You make the decision every day who you are, who you're going to be. It's your choice. It's not left up to fate. It's not your genetics. It's not your past. You decide every day. The problem is, is that we're not consciously deciding. We are on autopilot. A lot of these things happen subconsciously. You know, my relationship with food was a direct reflection of what I saw as a child. And that's the case for you as well. Your subconscious has created the first seven years of your life. 
So in your childhood, the behaviors, the patterns, and the beliefs that you see around you from your caretakers, from your teachers, from your peers, that's what you are programmed to also do and believe. So the relationship that I had with food was a direct reflection of the relationship that my mother had with food. I was an emotional eater, very, very, very strongly an emotional eater. And I was not well equipped to be able to regulate my emotions. I did not have high emotional intelligence. So it reflected in my relationship with food. So being conscious of, okay, this is currently what my programming is. This is currently what I identify as, what I believe, and thus what my behaviors and environment are. And I want to change this. I want to change this programming. I want to identify as a different person and believe new things. And so I created that. It's exactly what I did. Actually, the most recent example that I can give you of this is um, I decided to start running a few months ago. And I have never prioritized my, I've never prioritized running or my cardiovascular cardiovascular health. I've always been a lover of strength training, resistance training. That is just where my passion lies. So I recognized this a few months ago, right? I recognized that my cardiovascular and my endurance was problematic in my lifts. Doing 10 reps of 135 pound deadlifts winded me. I was, it was brutal on the lungs. I realized that it wasn't a strength issue, but a conditioning issue that I was having when I was struggling with these deadlifts. And so I said, okay, I've always identified as somebody that didn't like running, right? I've always identified as somebody who loved strength training. I do love strength training so much, but I want to love running. I want to have great endurance. I want to have great cardiovascular health. So I'm gonna start identifying as a runner. I made the goal that I was gonna become a runner, that I was gonna be able to run a 5K in under 30 minutes. So if my goal was to run a 5K in under 30 minutes, then my new identity is I'm a freaking runner. I'm a runner. I have great endurance. I have great conditioning. I have great cardiovascular health. That's what I started telling myself in July of this year. Well, it's December of this year and your girl can run a 5K in 30 minutes. When I started in July, I struggled to run a mile and I think my time was like 14 minutes. And it was rough. It was rough. But creating the behaviors of being able to reach that goal of running a 5K in 30 minutes, the behaviors was were um, running three times a week, right? That's easy to decide. I'm going to run three times a week. Easy to make that intention. But if I continue to have the identity of somebody that hated running, is not good at running, doesn't have good conditioning, doesn't have good cardiovascular health, I would continue, I would have struggled so much with being able to make progress with running. I would have struggled so much with showing up to those runs, being able to fill, fulfill those actions. So because I started telling myself in the beginning, I am a runner, even that first run when I struggled to get to a 14 minute mile, I was telling myself that whole run, I am a runner. I have great cardiovascular health. 
and continuing to tell myself that every time I showed up for that run gave me the motivation and the ability to fulfill this identity that I've created that today I can say, what, five months later, I can say, I am a runner who can run a 5K in less than 30 minutes. That's what it takes. It takes taking on the identity of who you want to become. So again, this is all information that we are going to be working on in the New Year New Mindset Challenge in Fit Life Academy. The New Year's Challenge opens for enrollment on December 26th, and we start on Monday, January 2nd. It's a 12-week challenge. It includes workouts, nutrition, weekly challenges, mindset resources, and so much more. We have group coaching available and we have one-on-one coaching available. So if you want to check out the challenge, it is available at fitlifeacademy.com slash challenge. Again, it's fitlifeacademy.com slash challenge. And you can learn all about our New Year's challenge and see all of the incredible transformations, testimonials, reviews. Our community is truly something that is unmatched on the internet. I have never seen such a more supportive, kind, transparent, raw, real, honest, open Just the support in our community of Fit Life Academy is truly something special and unique and unlike anything else you will ever see. So you're going to get the support not only from us coaches on the team, but also from our incredible community who is doing the workouts and the nutrition along with you, doing the identity work with you, blasting through limiting beliefs, reprogramming your subconscious. I am so excited for this challenge. So If you have any questions about it at all, you can email hello at fitlifeacademy.com and we would be happy to answer any of your questions. But that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I can't wait to see you next time. 